Round one. Fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 129th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and Audio Technica. I'm a not so humble host, Brendan White. You can find me everywhere at Brendan8bit. And joining me today, the John Marsden and Arthur Morgan to my Dutch Vanderlind. Miss Ali Hart, who can be found at Miss Ali Hart, and Salim Abraham, who can be found at Salim TD. How you doing, you goddamn cattle wranglers? What's going on? All right, let's clear this. Who's John? Who's Arthur? Um, I'm thinking Dream might be John because he's sort of a little bit of a wayward soul here and there. He's got a good heart, but he's still learning his way in the world. Where Arthur is, he's punctual. Um, he's always there. He's reliable. Dil- diligent. Not, mm. He's diligent. Not my Arthur, but all right. Very efficient killer. <laughs> Yes, yes. I actually didn't think it oh, okay. any yeah, further through than um, <laughs> comparing us to characters, but I'll definitely sort of try and work out some, some origin stories for yourselves to, to chain those two in, into one entity there. But yeah, how are you doing? It's a Sunday morning here. The birds are chirping. The sun is shining. Yeah, the sun is actually shining for both of us. Mm. Yep. After some dismal weather past few days. That's it. How is it in the future? It is currently 9.28 here, 10.28 for you guys down in the New South. It's okay, you know, things are still kind of the same. You know, you'd be surprised. It doesn't change much. Mm. It doesn't change much. People are a bit nicer in the future. (laughs) Like on a completely unrelated note, the the lack of daylight savings, it's, it's great, but it also confuses me even more just with work and the different areas i got to take care of trying to factor in who's mm. where at what time zone and then also one thing i've noticed too up here is the the structure leading up to school is weird like in new south wales we do daycare preschool and then kindergarten sort of your first year of official school right but here mm. it's like um preschool before daycare and then there's pre-prep and kindergarten then you start school as prep so there's all these weird other terminologies that just spin me out. But anyway, anyway, that's a topic for another day. Mate, that's just the, pull, uh... pull up stumps and move back to civilization. <laughs> it's too expensive. And it's, it's yeah, too that's busy. The truth. I'm just trying to slowly but surely make everyone migrate north. That's the plan. That was your plan for a solid mm. minute. I tell you what, there was like you were pitching it to everyone. Mm. It's still there. That those Those embers are still sort of... Uh, sort of burning in that fire we'll just need to stoke it a little bit more over the coming months and and see if we can convert anybody up to uh the sunshine state as they call it f and q suburbians mm-hmm. head mm-hmm. up to f and q oh yeah Far so North queensland anyway how you been what have you been playing i know we've got a a similar thread again about what we've been playing that the common interest known as red dead redemption 2 did we want to quickly skim on any maybe notable stories or discoveries or things that you've encountered during your time on Red Um, Dead this week? I'm going to go first only because um, my week has been like pretty crazy at work. So I really haven't felt compelled to really play much video games. But what I was saying before um, to Brenda was uh, I actually turned on Red Dead and didn't do anything but listen to my own music and just went for an adventure with my horse and just went and explored and didn't do anything, didn't do any missions, didn't go meet any people. I just like went and just rode my horse through the environments just to relax. And that's all I did with that game. And I loved it. It was, it was an interesting thing that I thought like, wow, like this game is that good. Like the environments are so good that that, that was good enough for me. And it was exactly what I needed after a, <laughs> a really heavy week. So um, and I'm still the goodest boy. Um, still no bounty to my name. God's best boy. Um, <laughs> not a bounty to my name. Still good. Still uh, wholesome. Um, and uh, Wildfire, my horse, is still alive and kicking. Nice. I like the name. And Carl can, is... Can, well, yeah, it beats Carl. Can, can I ask? You, you said you sort of listened to your own tunes. How was sort of that juxtaposition of, of going from the traditional Western soundtrack to 
well, I guess what genre were you pumping through your headphones when you were sort of listening as you were pillaging the West? I might have been playing some retro synth. Um, oh, wow. But it, it worked. It worked because it's like the music's still very like, like the stuff that I was listening to was still kind of atmospheric. Mm-hmm. So especially like um, traveling during like dawn and like sunset and even through like some of the night sequences as well. It, it kind of worked. Um, yeah, it was, it was just nice. I don't know. I don't know if anyone out there does it, but yeah, it's just. Yeah. So we had a um, incredibly different experience this week, Hallie, you and I. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't play too much of it. I, I was thinking though when we first started talking about the game, um, the episode after it came out, I said that it wasn't gratuitously violent, and I take that all back. I was about it to is, say, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's but I just like I think I was talking about how like the game doesn't force you to do anything horribly violent. It's just more on you, but like. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Like, it is incredibly violent. <laughs> so this week, Ali, like you, I decided to just take a break from the missions and just kind of enjoy the sort of side missions and meeting people and this and that. And um, I found myself in a situation where no one in the town was talking to me anymore. I was barred from uh, I was barred from all the shops. Everything was locked for me. Um, I couldn't work out why. I had about a six hundred and fifty dollar bounty in roads. And wow, no, that, I, that's serious. <laughs> dude, I had to pay $1,600 back at the end of this whole thing, but no one would talk to me. So I just decided massacre time. So I started oh killing my- everyone, everyone I could find. I was just killing <laughs> indiscriminately. And um, eventually I ran out of bullets. And so, <laughs> and obviously the policemen spawn everywhere. Um, my goal was just to like, see how far I could get. Like, you know, when you used to play GTA and you'd play mm-hmm. with your friends and you'd just be like, let's see who can get to the highest star count and stay there for mm-hmm. the longest. <clears throat> did that basically did that. Let's get the tank, yeah. so to speak. Um, yeah. my horse died. My level four bonded horse. I didn't name it. Let's just call it horse. Percival. Horse. Percival. I Percival like died. Percival the horse. And uh, and then at that point, I was really like, well, fuck this then. Like, so I was just going <laughs> until I got taken down. So I, killed, I must have killed it. like scores of people for 160 bucks. They were like, cool. Like 160 bucks is all any of them were worth on top of my existing $660 bounty. <laughs> a massacre is worth 160 bucks. <clears throat> Sorry. Did you say like a massacre yeah. was like worth 160 like, bucks? Like, yeah, I it. paid. I, you die and you come back with like 160 bucks less in your pocket wallet, which is fine. I had like, I've got, I'm at stacks now. Like I've got stacks. My cam's fully upgraded. Um, so, you know, who cares? And, Gosh, and then really I thought it'd be kind of nice to use the stagecoach again. So I started paying off my bounties <laughs> everywhere. Um, yeah. So that was my experience with Red Dead. This Damn. Yeah. Damn. I um I didn't massacre a town. Uh I, I bought a thousand dollar horse though. Uh, wow. that was what? Yeah, I bought the uh the Arabian sort of black legit racehorse from um from the French quarter. The town I keep forgetting the town's name there. What's Saint it? Denise. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm rolling around Saint Denis doing all the all the quest lines in there now. Um which is great. I, I like sort of the change of going into sort of more more mainstream america you know getting into the the first the first uh modern towns as it would be back then and yeah spent spent a thousand buckaroos on a, on a horse so i've got a uh, freddy rolling around on freddy now he's quick as a whip but freddy every time he gets <laughs> like i get into a gunfight or something i just grimace just expecting my horse to get gunned down or something and my thousand bucks to go down the shitter but so far he has withstood the uh, various sieges and, and shootouts and everything else. I had to go get Tilly Jackson back from a, from a local gang yeah. just last night. And um, heavy gunfire there, but the old uh, Freddy kept on trucking, made it through without an issue. So, um, yeah, I, I haven't played a ton of Red Dead this week. Um, a couple, Probably all up maybe three, four more hours this week on that because there's been so many new games and variations of existing games coming out. Like the first one, the old uh, WWE Supercard has sunk its hooks in again. <laughs> Season five of that has started, uh, which is great. But at the same time, it made my once great superior deck that I've grinded and 
obviously dropped some cash in in the early days now to just a lowly average deck because there's now like three more higher tier caliber of cards um, uh, that make nice. the rest of my stuff just scum. Oh, they got you. So, that's, uh, that's egregious power creep. Oh, it hurts. It hurts, man. Like I had like this SummerSlam plus plus deck, which was like legit. And now it's just gone back to this mid tier nothing because these three tiers of cards are just so much better than everything I had. So that hurt a little bit, um, but it's still cool. They completely changed the um, the UI and, and, and the look and feel of the app. It's, it's, it's really clean. So it's nice to see that. Just would have been nice for them not to completely gut all my hours of hard work in this game in one foul swoop update. But anyway. Um, well, not to mention the financial investment. Yes, yes. So financial and emotionally invested. And um, yeah, the gut punch from uh, you know Big Cat Games or whatever it is that the main guys de- developing this thing. Oh, Cat Daddy Games, sorry. Just, oh, I hurt. <laughs> How um, heavily are you into the, like, the WWE now? Like... Are you still like watching it? And um, stuff, I, I I try and make a make a point of at least watching the pay per view every month. Uh, but as mm. far as the the roars and the smackdowns that are on every week, I usually just sort of try and read reviews just to sort of see what's going on because that in itself yeah. there's five plus hours just in those two shows every week. Um, yeah. And then everything. No, else. I was just wondering. I'd like because you probably would get like characters now. Like I'm I'm not up to date. I barely know what's going on anymore. Um. But I could imagine you'd be getting characters now in your deck and you'd be like, I'm not Yeah, there's, there's a few of them coming <laughs> through. Um, but I think the coolest thing going on in the WWE at the moment is, 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 a, is a woman in there, Becky Lynch. She's, she's almost become the female Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, she's so Isn't over. She, she's the Irish one, right? Yeah, she, she's the Irish girl and, and she's, the, she's the champion at the moment of SmackDown. And she legit got her nose broken and concussed in like in the in a match the other day it wasn't scripted because now she can't take place in survivor series tomorrow but like she's just so over and she's just this badass sort of embodiment of like she calls herself the man she's like i'm the man you know i go into this locker room and all these other guys aren't shit and everything else like she's <laughs> she's she's great to watch um well at least from the promos and everything that i've been sort of watching on youtube but i digress fallout 76 <laughs> 300 talking about being yeah 300 dollars worth of fallout 76 um the the helmet the power armor helmet's actually pretty cool light and voice changing maybe not 300 dollars worth but i i I certainly had some enjoyment with it for for 10 minutes and archer ran around chasing chasing winnie winnie's terrified of this helmet um you put the helmet on and winnie forgets who you are and he just wants to attack you so that's fun (laughs) good dog but um the, the helmet looks nice on the shelf now so uh yep yeah. righto uh but the game itself i sort of take back a little of what i said during my beta impressions uh playing it together is really fun uh roaming the wasteland uh-huh. and things but the fact that yeah the entire populace of west virginia has been wiped out is still annoying following those breadcrumbs and hollow tapes and notes and everything to, to weave your story in west in pretty quick mm. because you know the outcome for every one of these people that you're, you're living through their hollow tapes and their diaries because you know everyone's dead so it's just like mm-hmm. i know what happened here so what's gonna you know what's gonna be different than the other hundred quests i just did with this sort of same same arc but mm. um i haven't encountered any of the server issues there is a lot of uh hullabaloo on the internets where there's disconnections can't party up things like that we've had on the pc we've had a smooth run um you know yeah. rach and i and nato were rolling out uh, for a while there and then Rach and I Benny and uh, Rach and I tried to get on but then Benny jumped into bed but as far as connectivity goes we haven't any issues part- partying up sharing quests um, you know taking down baddies and what have you so that's that's been fun but I just know straight away playing this by yourself would be a very barren bored depressive I, game I watched someone stream it by themselves and it was the most boring, depressing thing I have ever watched. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it definitely wasn't made for the single player mm. and there's probably a lot of people that are going, no, duh. But um, yeah, I just think that a lot of people that maybe thought that they could, um, they need that Yeah, you, you need to, anyone that's looking to buy for it, it's like it's worth an investment if you can get some people to guarantee that they'll jump on with you. But... If not, I'd, I'd wait until you can get that guarantee because, yeah, it'd be pretty... It'd be a dry, boring experience by yourself because it's a lot of it's rinse and repeat. A lot of it is just kill some scorches, yep. 
grab a hollow tape, listen to that, go to the next point, rinse and repeat so, again. Um, just on the the bugs and stuff, the release notes aren't out, but there's meant to be a huge patch for Fallout 76 next week. It It's got to be huge because they've kind of gotten ahead <laughs> of the curve and said, this patch will be big. It will be bigger than other future patches, just to let you know. Patch sizes may vary, but this one's on the bigger side next week. <laughs> and it's meant to be fixing quests um, like issues with the UI, some bugs, um, just general... Um, you know, bug fixing sort of stuff. Uh, I thought that that was really comical though, that, that that's what they've kind of come <laughs> out with rather than just saying, these are the patch notes, the, the mm. patch will come in. So if you've got the game, I guess, and you're still playing next week, um, you know, be prepared for a sizable patch. Uh, I, I have found a new hobby in Fallout 76. In I love seeing uh, influencers just post completely uh i guess negligible shit about the game um just like photos with pip boy and everyone's smiling doing the thumbs up completely disregarding the fact that the game is an awful game they're just like <laughs> smiling like pip boy yeah. thumbs up like can't always to play this game this game's an awesome game da, da, da. like that's my new hobby now i love just going through my social medias just being like whoop you're an idiot you're an idiot you're an idiot you're an idiot yeah yeah there's addictive, so but- much of that man vindictive but whatever i don't feel like that's a fallout thing i just feel like you probably do that on your twitter feed most days <laughs> yeah yeah they're all my posts <laughs> i'm like why did i write that why did i write that <laughs> um anyway but i don't think i'll buy this game i think I, I think i'm really just anticipating for red dead online i'll i'll enjoy that you know online multiplayer experience well still no confirmed date but they said late this month so yeah it's getting to that end it's We're the 18th time's now ticking. so mm. yeah I, I just need to try i want to finish the main um sing, single player campaign for red dead before the multiplayer drops because as you said hard it's going to be time consuming it's going to take up a lot of people's lives i think especially if it's executed mm. the way we intend it to um it's going to be fucking magical but on, it's going to be great. On that topic of magic, I have rediscovered magic in the world of Pokemon. Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. My goodness, <laughs> this is fun. I am having a great little time sitting, whether I'm playing the Switch in sort of handheld mode. Um, I played it on the telly. Arch and I played some multiplayer yesterday. Because uh, mm-hmm. you, you take just a Switch control, like a, a Joy-Con each, and you navigate your, your little characters. It, it is very much an intro to Pokemon for, for the younger, the younger audience to a degree, like catching, catching Pokemon. You don't have to battle them down to, to lower their, to their HP, to get it to a critical level and throw a Pokeball. It's, it takes that Pokemon go flavor and you can just start pepping them with Pokeballs or throwing some berries at them to, to make a little less easier to capture. But, um, Mm -hmm. the rest of the core DNA is there. Uh, you've got your rival. Uh, my rival's name is Quincy. I don't know why I settled on Quincy, but that's, that's who it is. So, I'm I'm, ah, I'm rolling the uh what? you know <laughs> yeah it's Quincy I don't know it's, it's was that just... a, was that a pre um like a pre like uh, an available option you know how it's no, like no, no. name Gary Blue and yours no. is Quincy no, no I I think um I think when Arch and I have played a bit of Lego and we had like this this bad guy in there that was like a police officer that like became corrupt. And I was calling it like he was like he was Detective Quincy, and we had to sort of chase See? him down. I did the voice. I did the right voice yeah. for him as well. So so yeah, Quincy's my rival, but he's anything but. I wipe the floor with this son of a bitch every time I meet him. Just whoop him <laughs> into oblivion. Um, but just just everything about this game is just fun. Like it's pretty. The soundtrack's nice. The character models are good. The battling is still what you what you're used to. It's tried and tested from. From the OG, um, you know, Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow days. Having little Eevee mm. as my sidekick is just cute as shit. Um, it, like you, even little things like when you take down a, a gym, you and Eevee have this little moment where you sort of look at each other and do a little head nod and Eevee jumps up and you sort of do a little high five with it, with with his tail. Um, just little things like that. Um, yeah, it's so fun catching all those Gen 1 Pokemon now. Like I haven't got Bulbasaur yet, which I found out I can actually get sort of just from a trainer to give to you, but I've got um, you know, Charmeleon, uh, Wartortle's leveled up now, Pikachu's getting there. Um, I've, I've got an Alolan uh, Geodude, so he's like rock yeah. electricity. 
Um, so he, he's a good little sort of variant to have in there too, just because he can do electric as well as rock attacks. But it's just great. They, they weave in the Team Rocket storyline, so you meet Jesse James and um, Yowth. You meet Red and Blue, the original characters um, from the Red and Blue games. You know, they pop into the into the story here and there, and it's so fun. It's just fun trying to remember from playing Pokemon Pokemon Blue and Red way back in the day on the Game Boy what the next steps were, trying to remember where you had to go after this or did you have to go through, you know, Diglett Cave and all this kind of stuff and everything else. But it's... Lavender. Yeah, Day. it's so good though. The dead people. Dream, I think you'd love this. I really do. Yeah. I, I, I've been looking into it this week. Um, so a lot of the feedback uh, and a lot of the reviews I've been reading are very similar to what you said at the start about it being an intro game to Intro mm. to Pokemon. Um, also that it's quite easy. So even the battling is never really very challenging. Um, and the sort of rock, sa- uh, rock, paper, scissors, um, strategy of, of the combat almost doesn't even factor. Um, so I don't know. I was tossing up actually buying a switch and getting this game. I, oh, I really was thinking about it. I still might. Um, yeah, I just, uh, it looks great. It does look good. I just don't mm. know how I'd go with it. Like the, the battling, I don't know if it's different enough that I, I wouldn't necessarily enjoy it. That's exactly yeah. my yeah. thought. That's exactly yeah. my it, thought. It's got a it's, it's a nice coat of paint. Like is the best way to look at it. Like um yeah, it's it's the best the Pokemon games looked graphically. Um, but yeah, the battling yeah can be a little light on. You you do notice the effectiveness or not or you know non effectiveness depending on on you know um type Pokemon type when you are doing battles, but. Because you are getting like group XP from every Pokemon you catch as well, uh, so you are noticing constantly your Pokemon moving up outside of just having to grind via battle. So as as long as you are actively catching Pokemon or, or fighting random trainers on the uh, on the roads, you, you don't really sort of find a you know a level cap there where where it does jump too high. Um, had a few battles. I'm like, oh, you know, a few of my Pokemon have, have fainted, but I've never gotten to the point where I'm you know roll of the dice on my my final pokemon of my six to yeah. try and sort of lead me to glory I've, yeah. I've lost a few but yeah nothing nothing sort of in that regard where i finished the battle and i'm like whew, sweat off the brow and things like that so <laughs> so how how um so the pokemon have levels but they've also got combat power right yes yeah. so how does the combat power factor in so so that'll factor in because there's there's sort of they've divided up oh well they've added more candies i don't know if that was a thing from um sun and moon or whatever i haven't played a pokemon game in a little while but now there's sort of candies broken down to you can get specific ones tied to the pokemon itself so like you can get eevee candies or you could get strength based ones speed ones special ones tied to your special attack your special defense and things like that and depending right. on what you're leveling up individually it'll it'll um, factor in and, and bump your, your overall combat points as well right so it's not just rare candy to, to level up everything individually you can get them too but you can also just um focus on specific attack and defense or speed based attributes as well so so there's a bit of depth there um how deep that's, it is debatable that's different but yeah. yeah yeah that sounds yeah. it sounds like pokemon go did the pokemon candy specific um candy, yeah sorry and um the rest of it fucking who knows just came in maybe yes I played, you know what's the last one i played pokemon why i think yeah i don't even remember what was last one i played yeah it's been a while for me and um obviously they, they definitely lean on pokemon go a lot that you can interface your accounts so then when you get to i think it's future city i can't remember i haven't gotten i haven't done any of the trades yet but you can bring in your pokemon from pokemon go to to sort of walk with you i, I haven't read the finer points if there is a way to have them um amalgamate into your party and use them to battle and things i think it's just sort of my like an aesthetic thing you sort of yeah. have them right ride, ride shotgun with you but there is a big emphasis on that I've, i got the little pokeball controller like i got the the pack with that so i tried playing with that a little bit and it's it's cool in theory but it is a little little janky novelty yeah um yeah. so i disconnected that well i thought i did and then i was just playing on the pro controller again and then the little pokeball was just vibrating like a fucker on my desk I don't know what was going on, so I fully had to turn that off and disable it. But the cool thing was getting that addition is you actually get Mew in it as well. So I've got a little Mew in my little um, my little team now. So 
that was a nice little little ad. But yeah, anyone that's looking for that nostalgia itch to be scratched or that loves Pokemon or want to bring their, their younger ones in, whether it be kids or siblings, this is definitely a good um, game that has no barrier to entry for, for the younger audience. Um, it's cute as hell. Um, the soundtrack's yeah. great. One thing that irks me is Eevee and, po- and Pikachu, the two obviously title characters, they get full like present day audio for themselves. Like, you, you know, they're talking in their little Eevee and Pikachu dialogue, but everything else is using this, the sounds from the Game Boy. So you, oh. so you get like them sort of chip tune almost <laughs> sounds from all the other yeah. Pokemons. Like, and I guess it's a nice nod to the past, but at the same time, it sort of sound, comes across a little bit disjointed at, at times. But that, that, That's great. actually a really good point that I, I wouldn't have thought of, but um, I can see what they're doing, but maybe they um, kind of like how Wonder Boy did it, give you the option of like classic or mm. current. Maybe they could have let you choose those. So that's a bit disappointing. Mm. I gotta say though, like um, Pokemon's really been killing it this week, especially with the release of that movie, oh, yeah. um, the trailer anyway for um, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah bizarre. that's weird. It looks weird. It looks cool. It, it looks yeah, it looks weird. But I'm actually really excited for it. I absolutely loved the Mister Mime scene. That alone pretty much sold it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I actually caught a Mister Mime last night, and he was a real fucker to try and catch. And I was thinking of that scene from the Pikachu trailer as I was trying to catch him. I'm like, I'm going to fuck you. Yeah. Um, uh, also uh, in Pokemon news this week, just while we're talking about it, Pokemon Go, more Gen 4 um, Pokemon have dropped. So like um, Rhyperia and Electivire and Magmortar, like the evolutions from those Gen 1 Pokemon are now available. Um uh-huh. But you just need to get the Sinnoh Stone. And to do that, you've got to do a bunch of research quests, which I can never seem to uh, get done. I never get any traction on research quests ever. No. 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 There's always that one quest that you just, it's just a pain in the ass yeah. to accomplish. It's like win a raid. Like even win a raid is not hard. I just never find myself near raids often enough <laughs> that I'm like giving it a crack. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's where those really dedicated people, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But those are the people yeah, that have Sinnoh Stones. Mm. no exactly but it's it's definitely it's it's been fun it's been refreshing like um right rach sort of went out with a few mates last night and my my intention was to smash out a heap of red dead last night but before she left i was playing uh pokemon and then i just kept playing pokemon kept playing pokemon kept playing pokemon and um yeah red dead didn't even get a look in so the, the fact that you can just lay in bed in handheld mode smashing out pokemon it's just far too convenient and the fact you don't have to yeah, give it your full attention to, you can sort of just be moving around, pressing pressing the A button, interacting, battling. You don't have to sort of be 100% invested at, at any one time. So so a game that you really don't have to think too no, much. No, but it's it's really well done. Like kudos to Nintendo for um, for the execution on this because it's, it's got a lot of polish, a lot of polish. Yeah. yeah, so Dream, get it. And then we can trade, I think. Cause it's we not can a bad actually, idea. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Mm. yeah so i see you've been playing some wow too did you want to did you want to give that any any discussions before we start moving on up nope nope just been playing some wow (laughs) yeah i don't i don't want to talk about it i've renewed my subscription that's all that's all i'll say Uh, (laughs) just miss out on the hungry gamers um blizzard hour of Mm -hmm. power kind of section because i did i did say i did play diablo but i just wanted to say that i played it online um with someone co-op and it was still smooth as nice. butter so uh, nice can i also say uh i've been uh watching i didn't um get to play it but i've been watching a lot of wow classic um yeah. so the beta there was a beta that came out or sorry sort of more of a demo there was a demo that came out um around blizzcon last week and um it looks cool it looks really cool it looks great it looks old and <laughs> aged and awful and also very 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 grindy wow and it looks great and i love it and i cannot wait are you going back are you going back in i'm going back yeah for sure for sure i don't care even if it takes me like you have to go back even if it takes me a year to get to level 60 i don't care like i'll just do it there's a chance it could it was the grind was very real in vanilla like yeah yeah power to you we'll see all right quick bit of housekeeping uh, we've got just about every single piece of content from PAX Australia now up on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash we are 8 bits. 
There's around 15 videos available covering best in show. So we've awarded uh, nine or 10, I can't remember exactly, games and um, even a bit of hardware, giving some love to the NVIDIA RTX 2080 Ti GPU. Uh, so we've got sub 60 second recaps on all of those. Uh, we've got some interviews from Sammy Deej talking to people like Devolver Digital, for example, as well as just some general reactions and feelings from PAX as a whole. So check on check that out over at youtube.com forward slash we are 8 bit. Be sure to subscribe while you are there because we are definitely going to be pushing more into that video sphere moving forward. Um, while you're also subscribing, rate, review, and subscribe on those iTunes or uh, chuck us a cheeky follow on Spotify or your podcast platform of choice. Not only us, but everyone in the hashtag 8 Collective, nine other podcasts, not including the Hungry Gamers, all available on just about every single platform. Give them some love and all the other podcasts you're listening because it keeps those emotional lights on in our hearts. All right, on to some news. This week's news headlines. So the first thing, it's a little bit bit somber, but I just wanted to say rest in peace, Stanley Martin Lieber, known to the world as Stanley, the creator of Spider-Man, Iron Man, the Hulk, and so many more world-renowned characters from within the Marvel Universe. He passed away this past Monday at the age of 95. So big shock, big tragedy, big loss. Um, visionary for, you know, the, the comic and pop culture and geek culture renaissance that we're going through at the moment. You know, he, um, he very talented man, um, you know, seemed like a very nice fellow from, from all reports and just from people I know that have met him at various events even just for a hot minute. But um, yeah, Stan Lee, one of the greats, passes away this week. Um, sucks. Yeah, it was, you know, like it was shocking news, but then also at the same time, not so shocking because I know that um, a lot of the most recent follow-up on Stan Lee's health was not great. Um, a lot of people did mention that he was um, not in a great condition and he was obviously also dealing with a bunch of legal shit, which is horrible. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, it was really, really sad news. I actually got more shocking news when um, someone decided to tell me that Jim Lee died. And I was like, oh, Jim Lee died? Oh, my God, of what? And then I was like, oh, old age. And I'm like, how old was he? And then, yeah, no, Stan Lee. Wow. Stan Lee died. So, um, yeah. like Who's, who's Jim Lee? I feel like I've missed a beat. Who's Jim Lee? Oh, <laughs> like, oh, he's a comic book artist as well. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. He's, he's done some Batman stuff. He also did some X-Men right. stuff. Okay. But, um, All right. Yeah. I, oddly enough, same universe, but um, yeah, mm. <laughs> the comic book universe. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it was good to see um, also the celebrity reactions as well. And um, I think someone said something about them going to his funeral in their characters. That, that would have been great. That would have been really nice to see. Nice little sort of final nod for, you know, the cast mm. of the Avengers to roll in in, in full... Uh, avenger garb which would be great but uh yeah it's tough like like as you touched on there is obviously some some ongoing things in the back end with his immediate family uh which which we hope is is nothing more than than rumor and hearsay but uh yeah lost his lost his wife last year and then um he passed uh, just on, yeah. a, on a year later but 95 it's a hell of a run hell of a run mm. right. and we'll see him at least in, in sort of real time, one last time in the uh, Avengers 4 film coming out. They've done his his cameo scene for that. But yeah, I'd, I'd say it's probably not the last time. They might try and immortalize him in every film, maybe CGI style like Tupac moving forward. Who knows? It could be a nice little nod <laughs> to keep the memory going. To, to <laughs> people that I never thought would be referenced together as Stanley and Tupac, mm. but yeah. Yeah. Un- yeah. Sad news, but um, definitely immortalized in history. Yeah, I saw a tweet going around for a, a newspaper. I can't remember if it was just in Australia or the US, but it was like in memoriam and it had a photo of Stan Lee, but it was like, rest in peace, Spike Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Australia, yeah. to be honest. Uh, that's awful. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, in, in some more positive news, the Sony PlayStation 4 has officially turned five years old this week. Um, and selling over 86 million units worldwide. That is a whole lot of PlayStation 4s out in the wilderness. 
Yeah, does that take into consideration every, like, reiteration of a PlayStation 4? Or is it just, like, the OG PlayStation 4 release? Nah, from, from what I can understand, that encompasses the, you know, the, the, the Slim or the, um, the Pro and all the other limited editions that uh, they've rolled out as gotcha. well. But still, 86 mil, uh, it's, it's a hefty number. Hefty, hefty number. <laughs> it is hefty. Um, yeah, turns five, though. Mm. That's that. Why does that feel like a long time? Yeah, I, I had to sort of pivot for a minute when I, I read that. I'm like, has it really been five years? Really? Like, mm. obviously it has. They're not lying to us, but like, it just didn't feel that way at all. Fake news. Fake news. Um, yeah. But um, I, yeah, I guess on the back of that is um, some some news that is causing a whole heap of uh, discussion and, and sort of theorizing uh, that Sony is skipping E3 2019. So Sony dropped a bombshell on Game Informer this week on the fifth anniversary of the PS4's launch, no less, telling the magazine that they'd be skipping E3 2019. No press conference, no booth, nothing. The competition was quick to pounce, of course, with Xbox tweeting, we can't wait to see you all at E3 2019. Um, And then sort of furthering on, why is Sony doing this? What is the goal? The company has attended E3 in each of the conventions 24 years. The decision to stop doing this is not one that's made lightly. And then moving on, IGN have three theories as to why Sony took this bold step. So we'll just sort of do the the lead-ins on those theories. We won't read the, the meat of it, but the first theory is E3 is dying anyway and Sony will just have its own event. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you what are your thoughts? Obviously, they do PSX. Well, they didn't do PSX this year. They, I was going to say they just. <laughs> I was about to say they just scrapped they that. They did do PSX. Um, I I I honestly think that is going to be the case. Like they have decided maybe that they can just pull their own event and make it bigger, better, not you know mixed up amongst the rest of the hullabaloo mm. of E three and just. Yeah, do it their way and do it right, I guess. Yeah, like like E3 is definitely becoming oversaturated to the degree, the fact that they've opened it up to the mass public, which is great in a way obviously because um, E3 themselves want to generate more money. And on the back of that, there's rumors apparently that the, the money that they were requesting for boot spaces at E3 just keeps going up and up and up and up and up. So this could be more so Sony planting a flag saying, no, thank you, uh, because... A lot of these other guys, like you look at Devolver, who who have their booth in the car park adjacent um, the convention center, sort of things like that. So there might be more guerrilla-based booths scattered around LA during the time of E3 because maybe the, the value is not there so much. It's I think with conventions, like even in, in industries, like even just sort of in, in the professional lives that we have, it's very much you have to be there to be seen, even if it is taking a loss. Like you don't get a huge mm. amount of value. The vast, vast majority of people that go to these conventions already know who you are and what you're what you're promoting. But the second you're yeah. not there, it's always like, oh, that company must be going under financial hardship. They're you know losing the race. So you know, there's there's not a huge amount of value you get out of these things. Uh, just from my personal experience in, in doing conventions and events. Yeah, well, it's not like they're not an established name and they don't know how to you know market their product. Mm. So <laughs> yeah. I think this one's probably the more likely one. They skip PSX this year and they're going to just hold everything back just to do maybe one mega show next yeah. year. Yeah. So the theory two, PlayStation 4's big guns won't be ready for 2019. So this is tying into uh, The Last of Us Part 2, Death Stranding uh, and Days Gone, uh, which has a date now for sort of March, but could potentially shift because it is a little bit wishy-washy but like you look at death stranding and the last of us 2 they're probably the two biggest bullets in the chamber they've still got um for, for ps exclusives what do you think i i firmly stand behind that the death stranding's like a 2020 release and same as last of us 2 but what do you guys reckon i think uh i think death stranding you, you've just sort of reminded me of this game and I cannot wait to play it. It is going to be a fucking bonkers game. <laughs> Death Stranding is 2019 end of year for me. I reckon they can do it. I don't know. I think they can. Oh, that, that, 2020, or, that 2020 is looking more likely. Or first quarter 2020, I think. 
but I think it's got to be close, right? Like it, it can't be too far off. It's been, well, it doesn't have to be anything, I guess, but it's been already about two, two years, three years. I think, I think two years. Two yeah, years. Eight, yeah. I think yeah. it's been two yeah, years. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, I guess 2020. I take it back. 2020. Yeah. Mm. It's not, not a long time. Yeah. Just knowing Kojima. Well, Kojima. You know, he he could just be tinkering and going further down that Kojima rabbit hole on the daily, you know. Exactly. Mm. And he's like, he really sees himself as almost like a, a storyteller movie maker. So like, you know, and he's got his own freedom. So he can push that back as much as he wants to until he gets the product that he wants. So. Oh. Yeah, I think that I think there'd be a limit. <laughs> I think if Sony, if this is correct and Sony are... Sorry, if this first theory about, you know, them doing their own mega shows correct, then they'll they'll definitely want Death Stranding firmly meeting deadlines so that all of the marketing That's that true. goes along with it, you know, all of that businessy shit is uh, all all ticked off. Um I don't think it's this. I don't think that there are expected delays. Yeah, I, I just I'm curious on the Death Stranding front, once this game is made to see exactly how much money it costs Sony to make, like Hideo is, is bringing in very notable people from the film and television spaces, which mm-hmm. would cost a pretty penny. And then he's, you know, creating his own new engines and everything else. And yeah, he's, he's, he's a visionary, and a, you know, a trailblazer for this type of thing, but often at a heavy financial, um, you know, output. That was one of the things you sort of hear about the stories when he was with Konami, the amount of money that those games cost to make just due to his ever-changing vision and scope and mm. desire to make the the next grand opus. So, mm. uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And the last theory uh, that IGN have thrown is Sony wants the PlayStation 5 to be its comeback. Um, but it's, it's interesting. Comeback, what? like... Comeback. The, P- the PS4 is selling, like boatloads as we confirm 86 million plus units but for the the duration of this generation as well they've actually led the market yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i'm I'm wondering and and this is certainly something that that makes a lot of sense is maybe they will do a a psx at the end of uh, 2019 and they will unveil the playstation 5 there whether it be quick turnaround to be released uh for the christmas holiday or it will come in 2020 and then games like Death Stranding and The Last of Us Part 2 would be launch titles for this thing. That's that's where my brain sort of tends to process and think is the truest uh, the truest theory. The true, true. Um, that'd be nice. I don't know. It's hard to say. You never... Like, there's no way. There's no... There's not even any hints that the PS5's out, really. Oh, like, it, it being worked on is there. Oh, they're, they're, they're Have working we had any on sort of chat about next gen hardware, but that's okay. about it. Yeah, I, this this seems like the most like not risky, but the most like it seems long reach of owning. Yeah, I think this is the least likely. Like, um, how many teraflops is it going to be? Do you reckon, <laughs> Brendan? A, a solid eight. A solid eight Has teraflops. To Has to be because the, the one X, I think, six point one, mm. something like that um yeah so so you'd want to go above that because the the one x it's a beauty it's i i love playing anything on that thing um it's it's my baby so the real question is is the ps5 gonna also sound like a jet engine or mm. are we gonna go for like maybe a spacecraft yeah. <laughs> some variety it'll yeah. be sleek it'll be god that frustrates me it, it's so annoying <laughs> like it's so annoying and i can't wait to play the, the noise of my pro like i can't wait to play online with with you guys on the playstation and just this thing be whirring like like there's no tomorrow like i want to be able to hear you guys through my headset or something like that i'll be like speak up what <laughs> the whole time like <laughs> fucking alien in the background while we're in the wild wild west yeah and oh. obviously they they confirmed that they've got uh the next batch of pros that are available now which have uh updates to the fan to to lessen the noise and things like yeah thanks sony you could have got this shit sorted before you release this fucking thing like (laughs) the one x is whisper quiet straight out of the box but this thing is just purring like a bloody you know a pride of lions in my goddamn lounge room like it's ridiculous (laughs) 
<laughs> well, it's it's interesting because it's stark contrast to your One X. My Xbox OG, uh, Xbox um, One is the noisiest hardware shop I've ever heard in my life. It sounds like there's a fucking buzzsaw going off in there now. <laughs> That's why you all need to get a PC. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I have a PC. Build a PC. Build I, a PC. I have a laptop. All right. But it- Good all for right, you. All right, we did it, <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. Uh, so, so, but, what do we but, all think is more likely? Scenario A, B, or C? Um, scenario A seems the more likely um, likely choice. Um, why wouldn't Sony take matters into their own hands and say, screw it, we can do it ourselves and we can do it better. Um, we don't need to follow your rules. That's that's how I feel like it's probably going to go down. Can, can, I, can I go A and C combined? where they have their own events, like a big, massive PSX next yeah. year. They unveil the PS5. It's your, you know, it's your vision. It's your... Come, out, come out swinging that big Sony dick, you know, as they do. And <laughs> big old blue Sony dick. But hold on. Then what do you do in 2020? <laughs> like, then do you go back to E3? Mm, That's the if, question. If, if, if they lower the booth costs, if they lower the exhibiting costs, then I would maybe consider it if I was uh, at Sony, but... Yeah, I, I just think doing their their PlayStation experience and events and things like that is just a better way to do it because you've got fans that are invested with Sony as opposed to the general populace at, say, an E3 where you can get a sprinkling of everything. So you're getting the true fans, you're getting giving them more fan service, more direct touch with the franchises they like and the brand they love. So I, I like, like, you know, the XO... 18 that was on just the other day in, in Mexico with, with Xbox and Microsoft. I, I like these singular-based events. I think I think they're the way to go. Same. Yeah. It's, it's just easier to absorb all the content as well. Like when, you know, you're not trying to take in every single, like, developer and content that's being released during the time of E3. Like, these single-handed events, it's just like, sweet, I'm strictly focused mm-hmm. on, you know, Microsoft content, on Sony content, mm-hmm. on, you know... I, I think it's a smart move. E3 is just like meant to be what it is. It's a convention, yeah, right? Yeah. What about you, Dream? What do you think? Uh, um, to be honest, I couldn't care either way. I don't mind. I really don't <laughs> mind. Um, Anarchy! I, I, like, I, I love news. Everyone always loves news. Um, so anytime we get new details about upcoming games that we're waiting for or find out a brand new games on in the works, like that, that's always cool. Um, E3 is a really exciting time. E3 is like Christmas, really, for for us and what we're doing. Um, hmm. But I just like this year E3 to me was just kind of bleh. like I really did not See. fucking love anything I saw. Like nothing blew me away the same way that like E3 two years ago did. You know, with Bethesda coming out and just being like Fallout Four, bah, yours. Um, like that kind of stuff is like what makes it great. And then when you have slow years and you will have slow years, it just kind of makes it lackluster. Mm. But forced content. But yeah, but it, E3 still presents this pomp sort of, you know, this is amazing. This is the best year in gaming. Da, 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 da. And it's like, well, now I've just got my hopes up, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's definitely sort of the, the old versus the new, isn't it? Like, the big mega conventions is is that old guard and these more singular offshoots are sort of the, the new way of doing things. Like even you look at um the game awards that, that sort of run at the end of every year now, there's a lot of exclusives and world firsts to get showcased at that now too. So mm. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> which is coming up soon. I'm excited. I'm not. Oh. <laughs> I'm actually well. really not. I don't know why. I think I just you see sometimes the bullshit politics uh, that go behind the scenes you're just like i really just i think this is a great uh, like i'm interested not necessarily in the game awards but i'm interested to see the game of the year discussions that happen mm. at the end of this year yeah that's um, true or like are they all single player is that what i remember seeing are they all single player all single player story nominees i think so yeah single player story based nominees yeah unless i think monster hunters won cool i'm i'm, I'm just oh, i'm just looking at that. the same time um okay yeah so god of west god of war spider-man monster hunter world red dead redemption 2 celeste and assassin's creed odyssey are the game of the year nominees yeah 
Okay, so um, Monster Hunter is multiplayer, but um, the rest, single player, story based, driven. How crazy to see Celeste um, in there amongst mm. all these other triple A so tent pole cool. games. That is so cool to see. Yeah, like. I wish it all the best mm-hmm. amongst those fucking juggernauts. Yeah. Though. Yeah, out of that list, I'm assuming Red Dead's going to take it, just from my initial uh, gut feeling. I don't know. I don't know. You think I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't. I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't. I don't. God I don't of think War Spider-Man, is up there for I, me too. I think God of War might sneak in. Do you reckon? Or do you reckon? Because is this? Uh, I can't I remember. Really do. do they decide on the awards based on public votes or? Uh, the Game Awards, I think, haven't they got sort of like a a, a private collective of people from around the industry? Journalists, so the, yeah. Yeah. I think I think oh, it's I a they were just nominees. One. I don't know. We're completely. I could be completely off track on that one, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll have our own awards coming up Ooh. soon too, which we need That's to right. to That's get right. on. Festivus. Festivus yes. is around the corner. Oh yes. Oh no, Festivus season is back. Festivus is the best. Bearing of grievances. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the last uh, sort of bit of news here: Adi Shankar's next video game animated series is Devil May Cry. And this comes via way of Rebecca Valentine at gamesindustry.biz. With the second season of his Castlevania animated series seemingly well-received and a third already greenlit by Netflix, executive producer Adi Shankar is hard at work dreaming up the next series that will cement his hope of becoming, in quotes, the video game guy of the TV and film industry. This time, it's Devil May Cry. In an interview with IGN, Shankar has said that Devil May Cry, in quotes, will join Castlevania in what we're now calling the bootleg multiverse. Shankar also said that he's acquired these Devil May Cry rights myself, so the jabronis in Hollywood don't fuck this one up too, end quotes. Good quote. Yeah, I, I, I like his moxie, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen Castlevania. Castlevania was good. The 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 oh. first season was okay. It was like a, a table setter. Four episodes started to get good and then it just finished. Second season, I haven't finished it yet, but it's it's really well done. Uh the animation's great. The the characters that they're sort of weaving in, there's some some storylines and some some genuine points of conflict and people that you can sort of root for or, or uh you know, root against. But I don't know how they're going to turn this into a multiverse. That's that's the strange part because we've sort of got almost like Blade Runner-esque sort of steampunk modern Devil May Cry where Castlevania is typically set in, you know, the, I don't know, the 19th century, give or take. Mm. Um, yeah, well, that was the part that I was kind of a bit unsure about. Happy for him to kind of take the reins on Devil May Cry. Very interesting way that he kind of announced it as well, doing a picture of himself. Yeah, like almost boss logic as Dante. (laughs) Like, Yeah, that that was the part that I was just about like, I guess that's a way to announce mm. something, get yourself all cosplayed up. I guess it shows your dedication to the the genre. So, um, and also good timing with Devil May Cry, um, the game coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and there's some good, so. like there's a great cast of characters in that Devil May Cry franchise that would lend itself to an animated style television show. And, mm. and you could definitely dive into that lore and, and make it a, a long running se- series. Uh, just, just sort of thinking out loud. The, the only way I could sort of see it interweaving into this, what does he call it? Bootleg multiverse is maybe because obviously Dracula and, and similar vampire or creature-esques, they, they're usually immortal. So maybe Dracula's mm. the thread that goes through into into modern day. Um, that way you've got Dante and Nero and everyone else fighting against against the, uh, the Count himself. There's a possibility or else you're just being kind of like background references, mm. like not necessarily like heavy intertwining, but just more, you know, like little subtle... Little subtle things in the background, maybe that kind of just connected all together. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. But I would watch this like like Shankar. He did really well with with Castlevania, um, and if he can do similarly well with Devil May Cry, I would watch the hell out of that. Um, I love that Devil that the Devil May Cry franchise. Yeah, the Devil May Cry franchise has that opportunity of being both grim, grotesque, but also mm. funny. 
So um, I think with having that kind of combo and then in that, in the, that style that he also did for Castlevania, it has, it has potential for success mm. and doing really well. So, yeah, it would be good to see. Look forward to it. What do you reckon, Dreamo? I'm just a big fan of anyone who uses the word jabroni. <laughs> big fan. <laughs> yeah, like he, he's, got some, he's got some big, uh, big balls. Good on him, though, for... Uh, yeah. Just YOLO on it, as as you said, like getting himself cosplayed up as Dante and then just, you know, right so the jabronis in Hollywood don't fuck this one up too. It's yeah. like, you know, you, you, you're saying what a lot of us are thinking. We yeah. we, we covered off on a lot of uh, video game films just last week on episode 128. Um, so. I think he was dressed up for his interview as well. And I think there's like a picture of him on like a red carpet somewhere with like big dark eyes, like makeup. Mm. Um, I, I don't think it was like a one-off thing. I think he is like a, you know, I think he is a bit, bit of a dork in that sense. Not necessarily saying it's a negative, but as in someone that, you know, just enjoys their shit and doesn't really care what other people kind of think about it exactly. So, hey, and we need that yeah. kind of representation, um, when it comes to handling things that, uh, can make a fan base uh, really, really angry. I already saw some posts anyway on Twitter of people saying like, you may need to make sure you use the right voice actors for this series. Like don't use anyone uh, else. Like, like Devil May Cry is <laughs> yeah, known for many things, but the, the voice actors or the, or the portrayal in that delivery of dialogue is not something that I sort of think on too heavily because there's a lot of like dude, bro, sexual innuendo and, and terrible, I love a good pun, but, um, you know, some cringy puns and stuff like that. I think mm. just about anyone could deliver those in, in, a, in a high regard. Mm. Definitely. Oh, this could actually have a really good soundtrack too, just taking that into consideration. Mm. So we'll see. So. We'll see. I'm, I'm loving yeah. this video game blend into television and film more so, especially when they're throwing some good money and some good creative minds behind it so hopefully this is oh exactly. definitely not the last time we see things like this maybe like a mortal Kombat <gasps> animated series thank you i was just about to say hopefully someone will do mortal Kombat and do it right and do it really well and we'll finally get what we've been waiting mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. that would be so good uh, not you know not neglecting um that web series that we actually mentioned the other week yeah um but yeah someone dedicating funds time and everything to that that'd be great yeah yep. so a couple more quick hits of news. Um, obviously, anyone that sort of uses the Steam marketplace owned by Valve, especially here in Australia, you'll be able to buy things in Australian currency moving forward as of this week. I do believe it's from November 21. Us Aussies will be able to see our purchase in the AUD, which will, will help um, alleviate any of that guesswork, especially with the floating US dollar constantly stabbing us in the ass more often than not you, you know what i got the email from steam saying like hey ali guess what you're you'll now see your steam games in the australian currency isn't that great i'm like no not for you steam because when i buy a game and i just see that price point and i'm like oh that's pretty cheap i mean i don't think about it being actually american dollars and then it will come you know, convert into something more expensive. Yeah. I'm living in that time and moment. So now I'm going to see the games in Australian yeah. dollars and actually see how expensive they are to me. And I will say, F no, I am not buying that <laughs> game. It. So all my damn titty games, I'm just yeah. not going to be able to buy them because I'm not going to have that reckless spending. Titty game bill shock coming your way soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of my bo- biography. <laughs> titty game bill shock. Titty game bill shock. Is this, um... The memoirs of Miss Ellie Hart. Uh... Is this a good time to mention as well that the Black Friday sales are coming? Yeah. That's true too. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very good they're point. They're coming and they're coming for all of us. Yeah. And, and the good thing too, yeah. Sony have sort of dropped a couple of uh, press releases this week as well in, in the Australian arm and obviously no doubt that the US PR arms as well. There's heavily, heavily discounted AAA titles like Spider-Man, God of War, Detroit, all those games. I've heard... Anywhere up to 60% off on some of those games, which is pretty great. So if you haven't grabbed any of those exclusives, do yourselves a favor and pick them up when these Black Friday sales jump on us imminently. Oh, boy. Mm. But it's a good time also to do Christmas shopping as well. Oh, yeah. Yes. There's a- Hell, yeah. <laughs> 100%. We'll agree. 
And the last little bit of news slash rumor that I have dug up, uh, Microsoft has plans to launch an Xbox One S that lacks a disk drive, according to unnamed sources in a rumor posted by therot.com. So under the plan, the console will run less than $200 US and Microsoft stores will support a special program whereby users can take in physical Xbox One media and trade it in for a digital download to their Xbox Live account. It's... Oh. Mm. The first Ugh. of many. The first you think you think of like laptops and things like that. Everything's diskless these days. Um, even even the physical copy of Fallout seventy six we got, which is on PC, comes with a cardboard disc with a with a bloody you know license key on it. <laughs> that patronizing effort of like putting freaking cardboard disc in that container is like the funniest thing. Um, this whole diskless. Uh, technology that's coming into play is um companies with the assumption that everyone has access to good internet um which is really really reckless if they got to know their australian fucking environment um we still need that guys Mm. (laughs) we do Mm. so um i'm i'm not too sure how people that are living with great internet are going to accept this i don't know if they're going to be like finally but i personally just coming off the back of it would be absolutely ropeable if they started getting rid of this yeah so Hundred percent based off living conditions. Like, if you've got some some sizable bandwidth to play with at home or workplace or whatever, it's great. Like, if it's workplace. if it's saving if it's saving you money, uh, bringing down the the manufacturing costs of of this device where you're still getting that 4K and HDR and things like that for a fraction of the cost, and you've got to download. Great, but yeah, for at least our region here in AU. It's not for everybody, that's for sure. No. No, and especially when games like... Do you remember when we... Uh, not to shit on it, because I love the game, but just to shit on it a little. To, uh, NBA 2K19 <laughs> forced you to actually have the game open when you're downloading it. Like, it let mm. you download a small percentage of the game's um, core game files and then would make you need to um, open the game and play this weird tutorial mode constantly. And I had to have that open for like... Hours and hours and hours and hours while it downloaded. It sucked. Mm. Yeah, can't be doing that. Two K. And Red, uh, Red Dead was so big that um, two discs. Disc wise, it needed two discs. Yeah. So, but I like. Imagine. Sorry. I was I was just gonna say, imagine someone with terrible internet trying to freaking download that bad yeah, boy. Yeah, it would suck. But um, to Microsoft's credit, uh, they've recently introduce i forget what they call it they've got like a fancy microsoft style name for it where it's like microsoft priority gaming or something cool like that um where they prioritize core game files um during downloads so that you can play it sooner so they're at least doing that and that will go a long way in sort of alleviating the pain people feel when they're downloading games but it still sucks in our region yeah that's why connecting and looping all the way back and getting that thread going you got to move to brisbane spring where we are right now we've got 100 megabits down 40 megabits up guaranteed life is good up here in the sunshine state i'm sure there's people in other countries listening to this right now going oh you poor son of a bitch (laughs) how how close are you to water that's my question uh we've got a lake about Uh, 400 meters away don't talk to me about your lakes is that what you meant Oh, you said water. You know what I meant. <laughs> uh, to get to the beach, it's about probably... Th- th- Australia's water power. How often are you going down to the lake, Brendan? <laughs> Nearly every day because all the shops are along the waterfront there and stuff like that. Oh, that's nice. That's, oh. that's kind of yeah, nice. But now there's, there's like a beach. There's a beach probably 30 to 40 minutes away. Yeah, cool. That's great. That's perfect. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, but I've got nice network infrastructure too. Yeah, yeah. I've got Sydney roads to contend with. I live in the ditch of Sydney. I'm not saying anything. Mm, anyway. All right. So that has been the news. Is there anything either of you two wanted to bring to the table before we start closing episode up, uh, episode 129 up? Um, everyone should probably start looking at the socials because um, 8-Bit and Hungry Gamers Game of the Year will be starting up. So definitely stick to the socials and looking out for nominations for mm-hmm. that. Always a fun time yeah. of the year. And Sam... I got, I, I'm trying to think of something. I was like, <laughs> I want to give someone a shout out. 
But I don't know. Next I don't time, know who I'm going to yeah. shout out. You know what? I'm going right. to shout out Brendan cause, uh, and Rachel. Brendan and Rachel, um, who have just announced some fantastic news to the world uh, that you are now expecting a lovely baby girl. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we are. Congratulations. That is beautiful. <laughs> we are over Youngest the member of the 8-bit family. That's it. Little little baby Charlie Rose is due into the world next May. So, um, yeah, keep keep your eyes peeled to the Twitter sphere for that come May when this little uh, hurricane comes out and, and greets us all. But, no, it's, it's really exciting. Um, yeah, she's all in good health. Rachel's in good health. We're in good spirits. And the support and love that we have received from everybody uh, announcing this past week has been very humbling and very touching. So thank you to everyone that has reached out on socials, on on phone, on whatever platform, because it's it's been really nice, really nice. We love you, Dad. Shout out. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to the Daddy Gamers. <laughs> That's it. And um, another quick shout out. Shout out to uh, Ben and Trevor from the Bitstorm podcast who hit the uh, 100 episode milestone last week. Ooh. It's no small feat. And, and they do some good work uh, taking buzzwords and creating them into video games. Uh, it's, it's really good to listen to. Check them out on all those uh, podcast platforms because they've got a, a constant rotation of high-quality guests, some lower quality like myself that was on, uh, I think I was on episode 24 <laughs> or something way back when. Um, but yeah, give them a listen. Their 100th episode mm. actually had Jono and Jack from 8-Bit Fame on there bringing in the episode 100. So uh, yeah, give them, give them a spin. And also everyone else in the hashtag 8-Bit Collective. Uh, find Ali at Miss Ali Hart. Find The Dream at Salim TD. Find me at Brendan 8-Bit. Find everyone else at We Are 8-Bit. But until next week, where episode 130 is coming without Brendan 8-Bit, but the two legendary co-hosts I'm with doing a duo show. Pew, pew. Much love. Stay hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I pew pewed right as you're like, sorry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.